What's up, everybody, and welcome to another Seven Figure Photographer Live. It is Monday. I'm sorry we're late. We actually, Mia was going <laughs> to throw me under the bus. I'm throwing Mia under the bus right off the bat. <laughs> For those of you who don't know, we have Mia here. Everybody say hi to Mia. Mia can, there's Mia and all her shame and her kiss t-shirts. Yes. yes, Mia screwed up this morning. Actually, it was me that screwed up. I screwed up like like quadruple screwed up. So I had a doctor's appointment that I thought was at 11 o'clock. We went down to go to the doctor's appointment. I asked Mia to post a thing saying we weren't going to be on until 1230. We get to the doctor's appointment, and they're like, uh, your doctor's appointment is at 10. So, And then I still was late. I was still late. Well, then we got back and we realized I never, I turned my computer back on and I never oh, yeah. hit enter, so. Yeah, so, and Mia forgot to hit enter on the post to let you guys know we were going to be a little late, but we're here, we're, everybody's here. This is actually a really exciting topic and I hope I do it justice because the topic I decided on, like, 10 minutes ago, 15 minutes ago when we walked back through the door, I was like, you changed it on me? I don't like that topic anymore. <laughs> This is this is where my life. This is why I, I struggle with really determining what topics I want to talk about because like we'll get a topic that we're like dialed in on, and I want <laughs> I want to talk about, and then like the littlest thing will be like not comfortable talking about that. So, but today we're going to talk about the four stages of consciousness. Now I. I think that I kind of touched on this a couple weeks ago because we had a couple people here in our studio doing a live, or um, a live, a presentation for professional photographers of Idaho for just a continuing education aspect. And that was one of the things, yeah. Brian Welsh, who is a PPA, well, he works with PPA a lot. He's a professional photographer. He brought up this diagram, which I'm going to show you right now. I'm not going to do an intro today because my, my machine thingy isn't working. I've had all sorts of Fun stuff. Okay, so here's the four stages of consci consciousness, because I got a little off track there for a second. I'm going to talk about this, but I don't want you to read too much into it right now. So we're going to get back to that. But that's what he shared. And what it did for me, it was for the first time I was like, do you ever have one of those things like, and Mia, maybe you can answer this, like you have this like system in your life, like you have this, like, like the 80-20 rule. 80-20 rule was like, the perfect example of this, like, I knew that, like, I knew something existed, I knew that there was this process for how I did things, but I didn't realize that there was, like, a name for it, I didn't really, like, I thought I was on groundbreaking research, and then yeah, I, I find out that this was, like, uh, yeah, this is, like, a long time ago, somebody came up with it back in the time of Pavlov's dog, Tim says the movement to Tuesdays, it might happen that way, No, I don't no. know. Mia's saying no. She's tired of my changes. Yep. Mia hates changes, and I thrive on changes. No, I like changes. I don't like... Well, okay. You don't... Go ahead, Mia. Let's, let's hear what you have to say. <laughs> I you don't, don't like, like when you schedule something, and then you change oh, it. Oh, is that it? Yeah, that's Mia, it. we drive Mia nuts. Jason's here. Just get hey. good on Mondays. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. All right. I'll try to get good on Mondays. Problem. We just had like holidays and everything, so yeah, we'll we'll figure it all out. We'll get it dialed in. So, anyway, the four stages of con consciousness. I'm gonna struggle with the word like crazy. What it was was that when he talked about it, he brought up this diagram. Now, the diagram that I showed you and that I'm gonna show you that we're gonna go off from is like minutely different than the way the diagram he showed. 
But for me, it was like this aha moment. I was like, oh my gosh, this is, which it's even such an aha moment. It was like, literally, I was like, this is the first thing I'm ever going to get a tattoo of on my body. That's kind of been like the one thing I want to get a tattoo. And I decided, I was like, this is the, this is the thing. And everybody thinks I'm the biggest idiot for it. They're like, that's so dumb. Why wouldn't you get do it right? It would be cool. Well, I know I got to come up with a good design for it, but Again, and, and I kind of get off off track here. The reason I love this is because for me it was like, okay, that was proof of concept. It was it kind of put it all into a box. Validation, that's what it was. It was a validation of what I had kind of come up with in my head that I've gotten used to. And what do I mean by this? Well, one of the biggest challenges photographers have is we have so many different things. You've heard of CRM 17 hats. That whole the whole concept of 17 hats, the title or the the business itself was created by the concept. Photographers have to do multiple things. We have to wear or or entrepreneurs period have to wear multiple hats in order to be a good entrepreneur. We have to get good at everything. We got to get good at the accounting. We got to get good at customer service. We got to get good at marketing. Marketing. We have to get good at social media. All these different things until you can get to a point where you're like, okay, I need somebody else to wear this hat. And that's when you decide. And so seeing this four stages of consciousness really kind of hit home for me because what I've realized is that when there's something new in my life. I've realized that if I just jump in and take charge and do it, whether I suck at it or not, then it allows me to slowly get better. Here's a couple of examples. I've always been good at sales, but I didn't really, I didn't have my skills honed. I didn't really know why I was good at sales. I didn't understand like some were up, some were down, but I've learned that the more I just do things with sales, what I, what the challenge was is I couldn't figure out, like I couldn't identify where I was doing good and where I was doing bad. And so like, I, like I was saying, I had really good sales. I had really bad sales and like, it was rough. It was really rough, but I committed myself to becoming really good at sales. And what I did was I started reading books about sales. I started trying new things in sales. I started recording literally like football game tape. I would record of my sales so that I could go back, which I don't think I've ever gone back and watched it. Some of them I have. Actually, quite a few of them I have. I started kind of like journaling different things that happened in my sales. I literally committed my whole life and focus, all my learning to a focus on sales. If somebody was like, hey, take this class and it wasn't about sales, I wasn't going to do it. And a lot of that actually came outside of the industry of photography. It was really focused on like different things. In fact, the very first book that I read was Seller Be Sold by Grant Cardone, I think, which Grant Cardone, he's amazing, but he's also really hard. Like he's not the best writer. Yeah, his books are kind of hard to but digest. Of course, his whole purpose was because he was trying to sell. Yeah. And so he wrote the book as a, like, a, you'll find that a lot of, especially a lot of people that are in the digital marketing or in the business of, of selling, like, knowledge or, or education, they'll write a book to have something as, like, a, a platform 
to be able to sell things. But that book, what I got from it was it gave me permission to be a salesperson. It helped me to realize I'm not a bad person for wanting to sell people. It made me realize that literally everything in life is all about sales. We've had this discussion. I got off on a tangent about why sales was all about sex. Like, this, that, that was a, that was a, it was actually a kind of funny day in my life. I got a lot of comments after that one. But my point was is that I started to focus on it. And though I felt like I was pretty good, I started taking baby steps. I started doing little things. I started learning new things. And I got really good at sales. I even have a lot of room to improve on sales. There was a point where I was like, okay, I'm really struggling with marketing. And I think I still feel like I'm struggling with marketing. This is one of those ones that's like, but it, Marketing's a bit different. But at the same time, like I think about it, we do have a lot of things out there that we do in marketing. I'm not going to say we're good at it, but we do a lot with it. We at least try with we try it. Try a lot, yeah. And that was one of those things that a couple of years ago, I, I want to say maybe it was last, it was a year ago. Did you I changed that focus. Yeah, yeah, I changed that focus to marketing. And right now I'm starting to see like a change where I'm starting to feel like the thing that hurts me the most in my business is my lack of ability to plan. And I'm seeing this like constant, again, you guys, you guys, what? The cue the dance music. Don't put me on the jerk. So what the one thing that I've kind of come to the conclusion of is that my focus right now is shifting to conscious thought, conscious planning to make those things better so that I can offer a better experience. Now, what does all this really mean? Let's go ahead and I'm gonna throw up this diagram of the four stages of consciousness. Now you can laugh really hard. Because this is this is literally this is my tattoo. <laughs> it's not going to be colored boxes. Image of it. I can't allow this. But it, now understand the reason that I you can't allow this. Not the way it looks we're, like that. I thought we were going to go get our tattoos together. We are getting them together, okay. but like I have to make it look better. Yeah, you got to make it look better. But why we're here? The whole reason that we're here is because I see photographers struggle so badly and put up so many walls, and stop themselves or or make excuses for why they can't do things and really it's just taking that first step it's just making you know like if you get out the door you just get out the door this was kind of talked a lot about in the our book of the month two months ago was it <laughs> yeah, the, one, the one before this crazy one yeah atomic habits uh in habit stacking or i don't think it was habit stacking it wasn't really like the whole habit concept stacking, but he does talk a lot about how Oops, that's the wrong one. you have to, to just start and once you do one thing, you have to just do the next thing and yeah. do the one thing and the next thing and then one thing, next thing, and the next thing. And just and just do it. Like, yep. just get out and do it. Like, going to the gym. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm at the point where I'm just going to go to the gym. I'm just going to go in there and I'm just going to sit down. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, just gonna, I'm like, well, did that today. <laughs> That's pretty much so what it's going to be. Tomorrow, if I just put my socks and shoes on and not actually do my run, does that count? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's a good start. Except for you already run every day. Yeah, well. So, yeah, that doesn't really count. I'm out of my habit, though, so. Jason says he'll lift with me, Sam. No, Jason. He'll lift you. Yeah, that's, what I, that's exactly what I was thinking. He'll lift me. But anyway, my point is, and, and going back to this uh, four stages of consciousness, because now that I've been talking about it a little bit, let's talk about what it is. Obviously, there's if you think about consciously 
anything consciously, driving, like we are unconsciously competent at driving. When you first start driving, you're taught to keep your hands at 10 and 2, right? And you're taught to push the gas and the brake. And it's a lot of things to take on. Like when I, this year I took Rylan out right next to our house in the neighborhood. There was like a whole part of the neighborhood that's not built out. And I put him in my car, which is a big car. And I said, okay, let's do this. And I was terrified out of my mind. But he put his foot on the brake, put it in drive, and slowly started rolling. And he kind of just started to develop that unconscious incompetence or or I guess conscious incompetence. He started to recognize and become aware of, okay, when I do this, it goes like this. And we do this all the time in our life. Like, how many times have we, like, done stupid shit? It hurts. But yet some of us continue to do it. This is me in my life. I continue to do stupid stuff. <laughs> like the little light bulb going yeah, like, your head right now. <laughs> so what you're doing, and, and let's go back to stage one, unconscious incompetence. It's recognizing you have a lack of proficiency in something. Okay? I have a lack of proficiency in going to the gym. And we're talking about literally just pulling up to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I have a lack of proficiency in planning. And I would actually even almost suggest that I'm in conscious incompetence in that. Yeah. Like, I, I know that it's there. It. I know how to do it. I just don't do it. But when you can recognize the unconscious incompetence in your life, it's recognizing, okay, I need this. Sometimes that's a CRM. Sometimes that's project management. Sometimes you just have a fear of sales. Like, I, I think that a lot of it boils down to people just being afraid of failing. At something new. At something. Or something they failed at before. But what they don't realize is that if you just do it once and then again, it's going to get better and better and better. And you're going to slowly become consciously incompetent. Mm -hmm. Meaning, now you're aware of the skill but you're not quite good at it, okay? So now you're aware of your new CRM, and you're, like, amazed by all the things it can do for you and your business, but you still don't know how to use it all. How about a new camera? Yeah, absolutely. Like, same thing. This actually a really funny thing. Are you I'm going to throw Mia under the bus on this one. When we first, when she first came to work for me, she was using an Android phone, and I know there's some of you guys that are going to beat me up about this. She had never really used, you'd never, oh, you'd used the, the Mac computer in the back. Yeah, I'd used the computer in the back, but that's the only one. But what was funny is, like, how this whole four stages of or consciousness went about for her, because we bought her a new iPhone, Yeah. and she was like... I, I was carrying both around for a while. Yeah, she was carrying both phones, the like, Android phone and the iPhone. And I was like, you're you're going to get to a point you're not going to like that. And it wasn't very long before no. she came to me and she's like, how did I live without this all my life? And that's really like people are so scared of new things. Or I think that it really boils down to that people are afraid of failure. And so they will avoid things just because they don't want to fail at things. Instead of looking at it like, you know what? I could be amazing at this if I just put one foot in. And how much of our life is like that? Sorry, I'm on, I'm on you. There I we know, go. I was trying to. How much of our life is like that? 
if we would just put one foot in and start the momentum, what are you, why are you giving me no. looks like this? <laughs> what is it, what is it no. that I need to put my one foot in? <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> then we start to develop our competence. So now going back to our diagram here, now that we are aware of the skill but we're not yet proficient, as we get better, we start to recognize conscious competence. And that's where you're able to use the skill. You're able to do the thing. I was going to say, this is probably like, to me, this is the most dangerous stage to kind of be in. How come? Because I think you get complacent in here or you almost get like, I think this is where consistency comes in. Because if you don't keep up with it here, you can fall backwards. Where when, like, the unconscious one, you can't really go back any further. Yeah. Right? Or the other, like, when you're, what's the last one? Consciously. The unconscious competence. Or are you talking about the last one we were talking about? No, just, like, the very last one. The very last one is unconscious competence. And that one probably, again, once you really have it mastered, you're good. But in this stage when you have to, like, really work on it, like, you know it's there, you're getting good, that's when that consistency has to take place. And if you're not consistent, I feel like I always, at least yeah. for me, I always fall back down. I'm like, forget it. I'll worry about it later. And that's, and that's why it's good to set goals to just do something every day. Like with TikTok, like I struggle with TikTok really bad. And exactly. there's, there's really bad, stupid fears that I have of TikTok because I'm afraid I can't make it as good as everything else I do. And it's bizarre how bad that plagues me at this point, this part of the journey in my business, because like, why would I be scared of something little like TikTok, right? But yet it literally paralyzes me because it, I know that it's not going to be up to the degree of quality of the other things in my business. And so it paralyzes me. I'm so afraid of doing it badly that I don't do it. But I think about, and it, it kind of cracks me up because this takes me back to, I remember one of my biggest fears as a kid when I was growing up and thinking about someday when I would drive, I was like, I'm going to die because I can't not close my eyes when I sneeze. And oh, what if I sneeze while up. I'm driving down the road? Yeah. And how funny is it because I sneeze, like, if I eat too much, I sneeze, like, well, I have I sneezing fits. now you should see you drive. Yes. <laughs> I'm glad I didn't have you on the screen for that in your bubble. <laughs> So those, those are the things, but you think about how it is when you drive now, like how many of you, and I know there's some of you out there that are terrified of driving, hopefully none of you, but maybe. Still more conscious about it. Yeah, or more conscious about it, and then there's some of us who literally... Text while we drive? I don't text while I drive. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Are you going to go on so I can do but, the roll again? But, <laughs> no. <laughs> But how often, like, you driving is one of those things, or walking and talking. Yeah. Like, walking is such an, I, I got to see the, the diagram, walking is such an unconscious, competent skill. Because once you are unconsciously competent, you're performing the skill, and it becomes automatic. Just like chewing and swallowing. Like, those are things that, so my brother-in-law who just had, uh, surgery on his mouth. Uh, he had cancer in the side of his tongue. And that's something that he's had to learn how to do is swallow and again. All that again, yeah. And he's, I don't know how old he is. He's older than we are. He's older than we are, I think, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, right? he kind of, yeah he's, he's older than me. me. So my point in all this and what I hope that you'll get from all of this today, I'm going to put this diagram back up real quick so you can see it. 
So stage one is the purple top left corner. You start, you're unaware of the skill that you lack or you are unaware of the skill and you lack proficiency. Kids, children that haven't walked yet, they don't even realize that they want to walk. They're unaware of the skill and they're not good at it. But then we move into, as we start, as we put one foot in, we move into conscious incompetence. From there, as we get better and we understand the skill more, we become more proficient at the skill, we move into conscious competence and we start to be able to use the skill, but only with a little bit of effort. Once we become so good at it, we become unconsciously competent. When you get a new camera, like who, I, I don't care how great of a photographer you are, when you pick up a new camera, settings are different. If you want to mess with me in my life, come over to my camera and change my cameras, <laughs> and I will, yes, Mark <laughs> Rizantsov did that to me. He, like, thought he was going to be funny. And he just got onto my camera and just changed a whole bunch of settings, but it was on a Sony when I didn't, like, I had set my Sony up. I had only used Sony for, like, a year at the time. Yeah. And I had set my settings, and I just had the little things that I changed to make my pictures happen. And he went in and changed all my settings, and I got out on a shoot. You were so mad. And I was so pissed. I was like, you do not F with another dude's tools. Yeah, I was so happy. mad at him. But that's a perfect example, like, efficient on how to use all the parts of that camera. But anytime you get a new camera or any time you get new equipment, one of the great things about being photographers is we are creatives. And a lot of you actually spend the time creating and you try new things and you experience new things. I look at like Joel Grimes and Lindsay Adler and even some of you younger photographers that do a lot of just trial and testing and learning or personal work like that's one of the things that I I struggle with and I wish that I could become more con unconsciously competent at doing personal work I don't like to fail uh, that you literally used to be my motto is that I refuse to fail until until I realized that I failed a lot and I just got really good at failing and and that's maybe I became unconsciously competent at go. failing I like that and so Again, the reason, guys, that I wanted to share this with you today, it's become something that has just meant a lot to me, like so much so that I want to get it branded onto my body. The reason I want to do that, the reason I want to get it tattooed right here on my arm is because to me, my favorite thing, the thing that I love doing in this business is inspiring other people and helping people grow in their business. And to me, that's like, that means so much because this is this is an exact pathway for how you can learn to do anything and you can become good at anything and i want to be able to literally i want to be able to lift my need the four stages of competence because you just need to start here put your foot in and learn to walk a little bit and you can literally do anything mm -hmm. and so that's the whole reason I wanted to share that with you guys today. You guys kind of laugh at me about the, the tattoo. I'm literally going to do it. There's like, I've I've determined there's a couple other tattoos that I want to get just because they're funny as crap. <laughs> I want to get, oh, two. <laughs> I'm not going to say it, I'm not going to share it, but there's two things that my son has said that or done that I so badly want to <laughs> add to my 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 body i guess i don't know why i want to get a tattoo it's weird but yeah that's that's uh maybe i'll that's become conscious unconsciously confident at getting <laughs> so that's all i got for you guys do any of you guys have any questions or thoughts on this i'd love to hear any feedback from you guys about really a powerful thing i i really 
do, like to have a an understanding of why we move through that process and why it becomes so powerful to me just means like it means a lot. And so I hope that it's as meaningful to you guys as it is to me. And I hope that you can take it and learn it in your in your lives and put it to or put it into effect in your businesses and learn how to really like just do anything you want. Mia, do you have any last-minute thoughts on that? You're going to have to because you're on camera now. I'm on camera now. Yeah. Um, I'm going to read these comments. I think just for me, like, it's something to remember that it happens over and over again, and even in the same skill. Like, once you've learned something, there's always something more that you can start again within that same skill and kind of work it yeah. back through that system. But yeah. I put a challenge up there that they should pick a skill that they need to work through the four stages of consciousness on and let us know what it is and how it goes. Yeah, that would be great. Okay, guys. Peace out, Girl Scout. Ready? Set, go. go. See you guys.